0: Hey, it's the God Son. And this is Jen. And this is Real Talk with Jen and App. So listen, we're gonna get right into it. You know, babe, listen, I had a couple of things on my mind that I wanted to ask you, you know, because you know, the first thing that we did, we had the people really get a chance to know how we met, how we came together, you know. But now it's a year and some change later, and we still going hard, you know. We still, you know, growing and and really getting a chance to enjoy all of the sacrifices that we had to go through you know um you know just in case the people didn't know i got a chance to meet your father and yeah it took again some change but you know just to show the people how where we started and where we are today like i really want to big you up because i know you had to give up a lot and go through a lot of scrutiny and you sacrificed a lot for us to be where we are so i wanted to just give you a chance to really you know maybe help some young ladies out who may be going through that. But I know that you believed in us from the gate. And I just wanted you to give give us a little bit of your thoughts on it.
1: Well, the reality is, is that it was just that, you know, just believing in my heart, you know, based on our communication that what we had was real serious. And it came a point in time when I had to think about, well, am I gonna follow my heart or am gonna live for my friends and family and not do things that I felt like were going to be um, frowned upon? You know, I had to think about my reputation and things of that nature. And I was like, you know what, forget all of that. You live once and you have to live life on your own terms. And that's what I'm doing. I figured that, you know, if I want to see this through. If I want to be with him, then I got to see this through. And i it's kind of like, you know, Alice in Wonderland, you know, (laughs) or through the looking glass. It's like, you really don't know what the journey's going to be. And no one really has a map to how you're going to find your love, when you're going to find your love. And I really felt like you were my soulmate. And I just knew that you belonged with me.
0: Hmm. Now let me ask you something, 'cause that was that was beautiful and I you know, I personally appreciate your strength, you know, and I admire your, you know, your tenacity because it, it, it really takes it really takes, you know, some fortitude to be able to determine that something is good for you when you just you know, when you're just seeing it for the first time or when you're just coming into contact with it for the first time. Um so I want to commend you on that and this is why I love you as I do because you know you don't never seem to uh, I just never seem to be amazed by by some of the things you do you know because you, you're, you're a doer more than a talker and I, I really love that about you
1: well the most important thing to me was um my focus on me. Like a lot of people might think that, you know, you focus in on on, in on this person and you are um, changing and you making these changes for an individual, right? And it's like, I think that what people don't really realize is some of those changes are your own. You know, you're going through growing pains because this is new. This is uncharted territory. So it's not only about the person that you want to be with it is partially about you learning about yourself you going a different route and thinking outside the box you know and a lot of your personality traits are going to shine through in a relationship um especially when it's buddy so these things were i guess it was in me but i've always been a little more reserved So um, it was a little difficult. It was a little difficult, but it was like, you know what? Every decision that I made was a no-brainer for me. Like, I knew what I wanted, and I just had to have it.
0: Chad, I, I I I like the way you said that, babe you know and um you know i'm appreciative like i said i really appreciate you know what we our journey and i would just hope that our story and and some of the things that we went through you know will resonate with others you feel me because i think that you know at the end of the day you know happiness should be the most important part of life you know i think that is the goal of everybody is just to be happy and whatever makes you happy as long as it doesn't conflict, you know, with others in the sense that, you know, you're putting anybody in danger, then I'm with it. You know, I'm with it, because I, I literally just, I literally just went through a, a journey, man, that that, and I'm still on it, but just given, you know, a lot of the stuff that I went through, you know, trying to you know, to be happy, you know, it just, it, it's just amazing that I was able to find a partner that understood, you know, me to the level that you understood me, you know. I appreciate you babe.
1: I appreciate you too. Now, for me, it was like I guess one of my biggest hurdles was submission, right? I mean, I I think there's a lot to say about that and a lot of women look at it as a negative thing, you know, and I guess it's cuz some men exploit submission right and um i guess it's the the misunderstanding that submission is a one-way street you know it goes both ways you know for me it was like um being strong-minded being strong-willed and that came from being um self-sufficient and independent for so long but i didn't want to feel like you know that i was going to be Shira when I'm trying to look from when I want my Mr. right to find me, you know, and he like, uh-uh, well shit, she got it all together. She don't need me, you know, and it's like, nah, I need my man, you know? So um some of my struggles, you know, really was just that, you know, kind of um relinquishing some of the power, some of the things that um I felt like was I would say uh, a a real. It it came from a real vulnerable space, you know. It's just it. It takes um, strength to be able to be vulnerable, and it's kind of like, oh, that sounds like an oxymoron, right? But the truth is, you know, in order to be really in it, you there had to be some submission, some just understanding that you know what this is, this is who, who I need to be with. This is, you know, and I need to just conform just a little bit in order to get to where I need to be. Tell me some mm-hmm. of your thoughts on the submission process. Well, I mean, you
0: know, submission submission for me used to be hard, you know, um, but again, you know, going through my experiences in life, you know, learning the teachings, you know, with Honorable Muhammad and just learning the, the reality of God and the importance of submitting to the higher self. You know, so submission wasn't that difficult for me. My, my thing, and I think that that's why we actually were able to to develop what we developed, how we did, because I wasn't afraid or I wasn't too masculine to submit to you and to listen to your thoughts and to, you know, and to try to, you know, uh, you know, get on the same page with you and really understand the seriousness of what you was actually saying to me and what you represent for me, you know? So that, that part I think is, is my submission is I think what allowed this to, to move the way it moved because you are a strong girl, you know, you're a strong woman and you independent and you have everything you need, you don't need, but you desire a man because that's what we look for. We look to be completed. You know, you can have everything you need and be, you know, complete yet incomplete. And I think that, you know, my background allowed me to really listen to you and really understand that you were a special person and that you were, you know, connecting to my soul. Like, I had to submit to that. You know, a lot of times, you know, men are, you know... I would say deprived of really understanding this type of relationship because they don't know how to submit they don't know how to you know they don't know how to relinquish you know that that misogynist mind state that we're given in America you know so I think that you know my struggles were your struggles because I hated to see you being screwed up I always been one of those I don't give a fuck I'm gonna do what I do regardless and I'm gonna show and prove. And most people that know me know that about me, so they really wasn't scrutinizing nothing. They were just like, hey, man, you know. And, you know, men are just dealt with different, too. So anytime a man is dealing with a transition in relationships, he's always considered to be more than he is because he's a man. and He got, you know, a woman that he's dealing with or he got two women that he's like, it's a different reality.
1: Because mm-hmm. it's man. like either you're a dog or you're the man. And it's right. like, hey, it's kind of right. like even though you a dog, it's like you a, oh, you a dog. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you a dog. But then it's like, right. it's <laughs> never, it's never, it's never a bad thing, you know.
0: It's never a bad thing in the eyes of men when, you know, when we go through these realities. But again, most of us young, you know, old, whatever, just the American culture for black people, you know, it's kind of, you know, the man kind of has a, a, a certain perspective or a certain way of being looked at. And that comes from you know from it being you know a, mis- a misogynistic society you know man is 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 ruler you know and that's not true really because if you look at how nature works, the woman is the ruler and the and the and the super duper rulers is the men that have women in power to rule, <laughs> so it's like you know the woman is really the the for me the end all be all man you know she she is she is what makes everything go around.
1: I'm glad that you said that because you know, a lot of times, um, it's believed that, you know, when you're in the bat, what how you would say it, you're in the valley of decision, and it's like, how do you choose? You know, you have, on one hand, you have an individual that you had what you think might have been a lifetime or you could have thought you were going to have a lifetime with and then on the other hand you have this budding new situation and it's like that. you shouldn't even allow yourself to uh, experience this new thing because it made you look at your old thing different and, but, and that's what people would normally believe right and the reality is sometimes way more complex than that a lot of times it's like you already were at um in the brink of you know like all right i'm not gonna do this and and this being with me i felt like put a face on what you were transitioning to and it was just like oh no how you gonna you know and then people quantifying the time and um things and not even taking into account it was like is it is it really a time that's a factor in how you love and who you love or is it how you feel? And it's like, am I feeling like this momentarily, or is this something that I'm really rocking out with? And it's just like really um, thinking about how all of that uh, came into play, you know?
0: Mm. Nah, no, facts. Right?
1: I mean, I, I think I think you're right, you know.
0: And and you know that that was one of the biggest factors with us, right? Is that people were like you know, oh, he ain't leave yet, or he ain't do this yet, or you ain't do that, like, you know, like you said, quantifying or or giving us ultimatums and times, like, man, that's not how that works, you know, and if I wasn't, if I wasn't going through, you know, what I was going through, and I hadn't already, just the man that I am, I tried everything to deal with my relationship, and I was at the point where it's been a few years now where I've been dissatisfied and trying to, you know, get, a different perspective or or, or just to get some life into what we was doing. And it's like, I would have never been able to even entertain your thought if I was doing well in my situation. And then that, you know, turns over just, it's, you know, it always, every relationship, people come into it with baggage. I mean, that's just the reality because a lot of us hold on to trauma. You know, we don't know how to get rid of it. We don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. so we become we become reactive, you know to the traumas in our life
1: yeah and be- a lot of times people even react to knowing about a relationship like this based on their own traumas and inject their feelings about the relationship onto theirs it's like my relationship is not going to mirror your relationship you know or your experience and I understand where your your advice and your guidance may be valid. You know, and I can't say that it, it's not, but the reality is the difference in the is us in the equation, you know. It's like it's not the same rest it, it might look like the same dish, but it's a totally different recipe. Right. Right. Right.
0: Absolutely. And I think like for me. You know, what I what I think that I experienced, you know, with our with our situation is that that a lot of a lot of people and opinions in general come from personal trauma. So the fact that you have an opinion it's always based on your, you know, understanding of that situation or how you relate to it. You know what I'm saying? But in general, like speaking, I think that you know, we we had you know, we had to really express we had to really express a certain uh, line of faith, a certain level of faith for us to be where we at. Because we did have people, like, really going hard at us, man. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like, it was crazy, man. Like, talking about we, you know, we know
1: how we, we going to be able to come around for a while. I was, I was like, man, y'all fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my reputation was, uh, it was tarnished and you know it was a hurtful feeling i i feel like you know at a point i was shunned. like we were shunned you know um it's just you know i thank god for my family right because i feel like my family has been super supportive for us i mean and i know that your family has tried i don't feel like they have been as supportive but they haven't been counterproductive so i'm not going to say that it's a bad experience overall but everybody has their opinion on what things should be you know and it's like dag i don't really recall ever interjecting myself into someone's relationship as much as people have <laughs> interjected themselves in ours, you know and i just felt like you know what maybe i really am onto something because why is it that this is ruffling so much feathers you know I'm like you know and sometimes it's like when you on a, a a journey to discover something new you know it's a lot of things that's put forth in your path to try to um, obstruct your view of what you think is right you know what I mean like you you looking for something and it's like uh uh-uh, uh put this monkey wrench here just you know another hurdle there and it's like if you didn't fight for something, if you didn't earn something, how could you really appreciate what you have if it was just given to you?
0: Mm. Mm. That's real. That's real. I mean, you know, like I said, one of the things though that I want to emphasize is, is the importance of understanding how trauma actually affects people's opinion, you know, and people's, you know, uh, people's attitude because remember advice is not advice is not a demand advice shouldn't be uh, you know uh, you have to do this or this is what you need to do you know advice should be a suggestion you know it should be it should be given if it's going to be given it should be given with a suggestion it should be given without uh, uh, a determination you know it's just an opinion. It's, it's, it's some advice. This is what, you know, my perspective is on that situation. Not, you know, and a lot of people were, you know, they were disguising their advice as, you know, really just, you know, their own trauma being challenged, you know, their own uh, experiences in life being challenged. You know, so it was like it was painful for people to, to really deal with our situation. That's what it seemed like and I think you hit it on the nose or you know we were getting we were getting close to where now naturally when a woman knows a man that that maybe cheated on, her, on their wife immediately they're going to check for their husband <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it's like if the husband was in any way shape or form not doing what he supposed to be doing he going to be collateral damage because now she investigating him Based on something that she saw, whether it be on TV, and this is how trauma works. So, I think that you know we were dealing with a lot of that type of uh, negativity in our in our coming up. You know, just from our peers. Yeah,
1: you know, it's it's funny how a trigger could come from anywhere right because like you said something you saw on tv something you see your friend going through something you happen to hear on the train or the bus on the way to or from work a conversation total strangers are having and then you know these things are you know going to your mind you're like hold on wait a minute (laughs) oh My dude was moving kind of funny. I thought he and you know, normally when he brushes teeth, he do this. And all of a sudden, he knows something else. And I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't want you moaning in your sleep. I'm thinking you're cheating on me in your no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: nah, but that's real, though. And that, you know, I'm telling you, trauma is crazy, man. And it's funny how, you know, our, our, our conversation turned into that. Because I think that, you know, that's really one of the main reasons why we fail in our relationships you know and you know one thing that i would that i would give you know not to get off topic but one thing i would give to people you know just from my experiences like listen don't don't stay in a bad relationship because you think it's the good it's the right thing to do it's never the right thing to do to be in a bad relationship <laughs> it's never the right thing to do because at the end of the day you're you're killing yourself, you know, and I think that if I, you know, if, if I was to be thankful for one thing, it's for having the courage to, you know, to put myself first, you know, because if I don't put myself first, you know, how can I take care of my children? How can I take care of a wife? How can I take care of, you know, a business, of my employees, of, you know, people, you know, who lives depend on me? Like, how can I? You can't. So you have to put yourself first. And I think that a lot of us, you know, we get deprived of, of being ourselves because we've been conditioned to believe that we have to be happy as long as only with the condition that everyone around us accepts our happiness. And I think that's a foul way to live, you know. And a society, where to be more cognizant of, of self-love and, and self Granddismant and understanding, you know that you are the greatest, you know, of your kind. There's only one of you, and you have to live that to its fullest, to its fullest, you know, capacity, man. And I just, I'm thankful that I had the courage and that you had the courage. And like you said, your family has been extremely supportive. You know, um, it's it's amazing to me because, you know, and I, I just, it just really validated me because I feel like. You know, your people are strong. And then, you know, you come from an intelligent bunch. So, you know, the general, I got to meet the general. So I see why, you know, I see why. So it was like, you know, they really understood how genuine this was. And they seen your conviction, you know, and you're not a little girl anymore. So they understand when you, when you about something, that it got to be about something. You know, and that's the reputation you was talking about, but that's the reputation that got you validated, you feel
1: me? Yeah. I mean, you know, my family knowing that I'm a tough cookie when it comes to certain things, so it's like, you know, I've had this attitude like, all or nothing, I want it my way or the highway, and just like, being able to be in a situation where it's like, it was no longer my way or the highway, and it was more of a I need this, and all right, I'm ready to put my 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 battle my battle uh, gear on. Say, you know what? I'm pumping down. And I needed to be um not just just to fight, but just to be able to be supportive enough for you to feel like this is what I this is what I need in my life. This is where I need to be. And and she's standing what my struggle is instead of down for having a struggle or making me feel like i'm wrong because i'm struggling because the reality is a lot of times before and i think back in the days is how things would go it's like you a dude would be cheating but he wasn't going nowhere and like yeah all right I, this my little thing right here but chicks used to just it used to just be an unspoken rule that he ain't leaving his life and you just gotta get keep it pushing and in my mind you know how i felt like when i first met you i was like, oh man ain't married he ain't leaving and so that, that was hard thing for me and it was like i'm fooling myself if i believe that he's gonna go anywhere and you knew that we had conversations at length like you saying you ready and I'm like, I don't know, you know, they be saying that, you know, I feel like, oh man, they just say all these kinds of things just to get your drawers and don't be doing half of the stuff that, you know, that you believe, you know, they say uh, it was this um thing that I've heard, um, on, um, a uh, you know, another one of these podcasts. And it was like, you know, a dude is sit there in your living room crying, saying that he want to be with you, you know, and with... And you know, with those same lips, later on, be eating ass that night. You know, somebody <laughs> else. You know, but he loves <laughs> you and he want to be with you. So it's like, man, you know,
0: we yeah. have yeah, we ain't
1: sure. we're trying to restore <laughs> our faith sure. in in the, in the black man. And it's like, you know, I'm like, have we just made it so easy to tear down a home, and 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 hmm. have. We just isn't is, is no one supposed to be held accountable? My thing is like I wanted you to be held accountable for your for for what you were going through, but it's like I needed you to see that it wasn't just her that was you know that made the situation rough. I, you had your you had your you know things that you had to become accountable for when I mean, you felt like you were being reactive, you know but it was like you know accountability is accountability whether it's you know proactive or reactive you know it was some way active that you you know were part of of a problem you know and it was just like um could could people go through the stuff that i went through i mean could other women see another woman Loving up a man, and be like, "Hold up, wait, a minute. oh, I gotta wait till you could come see me, or I gotta wait my turn to be with you." And it was just like, "Oh my goodness, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a struggle. It was a struggle." And it's like one of those things when you love somebody so much, um, you know, it it could be um a tough situation because you could just like somebody and just the idea of them even uh having conversation with someone else be construed as cheating or you know just giving your energy somewhere else that could be a deal breaker you know and it's like well then that person at that time wasn't for you if you felt so strongly about it you know and it was like i had to realize things about myself now would I do this for someone else no I think what is the most important thing about this whole situation is that it's only you that could have made me this comfortable with this type of a situation could I have done this with someone else no because I haven't done this with someone else I would have never um I would have never put myself out there to uh, possibly be rejected or um, the butt of other people's jokes. And I feel like just even now, so, you know, like we're still going through it and we're still living it. And I know that if at any point in time that things change, I'm only going to be held accountable Either way, and people are going to look at me how they feel, how they deem fit to look at me. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be able to look at me in the mirror, knowing that I loved, I love deeply, and I put my best foot forward. And for that, I can't look back and be mad at nothing that I did because I knew that I did it in love. And it wasn't that I did it in desperation, or I did it in to be Mm. malicious or i did it with a preconceived notion of what it was gonna be
0: Mm. now that's dope that's dope and i I think like listen you said a lot you know you said a lot and you know it's it's. i think that there's so much wisdom in what you're saying because usually this is not how it happens. you know usually you know you're right usually it's like you know once you accept certain things, they become law, whether you know it or not. So, if you accept something, it becomes law. And a lot of us, you know, will you will know, we'll put something into law without realizing it, <laughs> and then be upset when the law is <laughs> brought mm-hmm. back up. Like, well, listen, this is, you know, this is what it is. This is what we agreed to, and you're like, well, hold on, Just ain't what I agreed to, but you did agree to. Because it's like one of those websites where you can't you can't proceed until you agree with you know the uh, yeah, you know the con- the contractual part right right the the part where they are no longer responsible <laughs> you know so you know it's true as grown as grown ups you know we have to become we have to become held accountable for our feelings for our condition you know for our chemistry. Like you gotta be held accountable at some point, you know, and, and I had to deal with a lot. And I'm just thankful that, you know, this turned out the way it turned out and that we still moving the way we moving because it has really enhanced my, my life again because I came with all of the energy to, to you know, to create a great life, you know, and to produce security for my family and to produce, you know, innovation and, and business and and activity like that's what I'm about so once I wasn't getting that you know I started to feel trapped and not trapped in a sense like you know but just trapped like now I felt like I was being uh herded into you know mainstream America you know the man works all day and the guy stays home and all that and I don't have an issue with any dynamic that works for anybody or anything but for me uh my spirit is being murdered every day by you know, my, my, my innovation, my ideas, my, you know, it's like a kid, man, you know, that has a big imagination and then the parents come and kill the kid's imagination, kill the spirit by telling them that certain things are not real and certain things are this and certain things are that, not realizing that the only real thing is a thought that gets brought into fruition. So, everything that you see that's real, that we consider real, had to be thought of first and it had to be, you know, unobstructed in its reality coming into fruition. So, that's the difference between seeing a vehicle. Like, you see a car, and the difference between that car being there and not being there is the same as you and I. If we had allowed somebody else's opinion or somebody else's trauma or somebody else's belief system to tell us our shit wasn't right and exact. Then where would we be? We wouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's the main message that I feel he was giving. Like, listen.